Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie, and today I have with me on a special Friday edition, my dad. Hi dad. Hi, glad to be here. (laughs) His actual name is Alan, and I am super excited to talk with him today in front of the Grand Place, welcome to the basement, because we have not seen each other in 15 months. Yep. It was February of 2020, right before the world shut down. My mom and dad live in Florida. And so my husband and I were able to to go down there for what we thought was just going to be a quick trip and we'd be back again sometime soon. And then and then we weren't because the world shut down. And so I know many of you know this from being with me for the last year and a half. The reason I started this podcast called Five Minutes of Courage is because we all could use some courage in our life. It's been an insane year. Tell me a little bit about what your life was like when when COVID hit and, and your life changed, what'd that look like? Well, as, as she mentioned, we're, uh, we tend to be a family that gets together a lot. Um, uh, Maggie started years ago, um, encouraging the family always to get together at Thanksgiving. And she's been pretty good at uh, managing her brothers to always show up. I th- managing is a nice word. <laughs> well, <laughs> encouraging, whatever. And um, so for a year and a half, basically, to not be able to see our family has been really hard. And in fact, that's what we're doing right now um, with what has happened with vaccinations and cases going down and whatnot. We finally felt comfortable to load our dog in the car and mm-hmm. and drive. And Maggie is the fifth of our children that we've seen in the last three weeks, I guess. Best for last. And uh, we uh, have been enjoying that. But um, things that have been hard, well, besides seeing our family, um, we live in a retirement community in Florida, and um, we, my wife and I tend to be very social, and we are involved in lots of things. We like to go, pretty much went dancing every Wednesday night, and we'd visit with lots of friends. And the club where we went shut down. Um, in fact, other than dancing in the kitchen, we, we haven't danced oh, much sweet. in a long time. That's sweet. And we miss that. Um, but on the other hand, uh, some things opened up that, that really were encouraging. Our, um, again, our family's close, and our middle son uh, is a pediatrician, and uh, he called his mom and said, you know, COVID's hitting us. Um, we can't get masks, and yet we're still supposed to treat our patients. And... Um, is there anything you can do to uh, help get us some masks? So she, because we have a, a, a really nice neighborhood, sent out on our community uh, email group or chat group uh, a request that if anybody had sewing machines or w- was willing to help, she would um, like to see if she could make some masks for our son. And... Um, 
it started out with three or four of her friends volunteering and very quickly in a period of about two to three weeks um, we had probably 50 or 100 people volunteer some were sewing some were cutting some were helping distribute uh, in fact the project grew so big that Bev and I weren't doing any actual sewing ourselves we were just trying to keep the project afloat and um I'll admit it nearly killed us and one of one one of the neighbor friends came over and said you need some help and we said yeah we do and, so how uh, many do you think you ended up making in total if you were guessing the ones that we actually counted and could ca- you know keep track of were about 2500 wow but we also discovered that everybody who was on the project was like we were and we were siphoning off the ones that we were working on and sending them to our kids. So I, yeah. I know for a fact that there were way more than 2,500 wow. that were constructed. Um, and in fact, there are two or three who are still making them for the uh, food pantry in our neighborhood because the people who are coming to the food pantry can't afford mass. the money to right. buy mass, and yet they still are required to wear them or uh, may want to wear them. So mm-hmm. we're still doing that. But it ama- well, and the people who couldn't participate sent in money. So we collected enough money to make all the masks. And um, um, people just wanted to help. They was- wanted to help and be involved. And uh, we collected so much that about half of what we collected, we ended up giving to the food pantry because we didn't make it. We didn't need yeah. it to make masks. So now, did you know anyone? And I know the answer to this, but did you know anyone personally that got really sick from COVID? <laughs> uh, yes, um, actually, two. One, I, I'm in a men's biking group, and in our neighborhood, there's a women's biking group, and uh, one of the women in the women's biking group is still. Um, suffering she's in rehab but Mm. she's been having a horrible time her daughter had to come down and get her and move her back north wherever her daughter lives but uh, the other one was my son and um um my younger brother yes our youngest son and um we were concerned about him and we prayed for him and and um i was comforted and felt pretty sure that he'd be fine but after he recovered mm, two or three or four weeks after he was back to work and working, he wrote a blog describing what he had gone he had gone through. And I was worried about him, but he discovered that it was equally harder or harder on his wife. The caregiver. Um, because of the virus, she was restricted in what she could really do for him. And he really would have liked somebody to come in and, cuddle and hug him and and be loving Mm -hmm. and she couldn't do that yeah because she didn't catch it which none of us understand why right uh but yeah anyway um i was impressed that that the lord had uh comforted me and made me feel confident that my son was going to be okay Mm -hmm. um 
even though I didn't really know how dire it was. Sure. And well, and I believe that the Lord goes before you. And so he saw Curtis and he, he saw your need. He could see your fear. And, and it's like, he's saying to you, like he does over 365 times throughout the canon, fear not. And in Isaiah, I was trying to find it. If you know where it is, shoot me a text. Fear not for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. My son too, Christopher also got COVID and, and I don't like to say all I could do is pray because really that's the first thing you should do. But I was far away from him and he was sick. He wasn't as sick as Curtis was. But it's it's the, the comfort that only the Lord can bring. When there is nothing you can do, you have to just trust in that and trust that the God in the universe who loves me and who loves my son even more than I could possibly imagine is going to comfort me. He's going to comfort you. He's going to comfort those who are sick. This man, you would consider yourself a person of faith, has, has, well, was such an amazing mentor and model to me growing up. And, and I remember you giving me, I don't know if you remember saying this to me after college, you're like, don't give up on God. You know, and whatever that looks like for anybody, whether you have a sick family member, whether you've lost your job, God still sees you. Go, He goes before you. He goes behind. And and you're never, ever, ever alone. I'm seeing on my laptop, we're at the nine-minute mark. And so since this is a five-minute podcast, I should probably call it good. <laughs> I was beginning to worry, too. Sorry. You know it's my podcast. I do what I want. But before we go, just one more scripture that just, just brings me peace and courage in these kind of times is Isaiah 26, three, you will keep in perfect peace. All who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. If you fix your eyes on the Lord, he will keep you in perfect peace. Even when you don't know, even when there's nothing you can do. So thank you so much for joining me for this special edition Friday interview. I hope you enjoyed my chat with my dad and I will see you right back here next Tuesday morning. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.